You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Sunday nights on Showtime. My mission is your mission. From the producers of Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard comes The Man Who Fell to Earth. Academy Award nominee Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is the next step. Nothing will be the same. Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris. They are coming for you. The Man Who Fell to Earth, now streaming only on Showtime. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan in this special episode dedicated to the new Showtime series, The Man Who Fell to Earth. It made its series debut on April 24th and the show is about an alien that crashes deep into the oil fields of New Mexico with a mission. He must find a brilliant scientist, the one woman on Earth who can save and help his species. Starring in this series is actors Chiwetel Ejiofor and Naomi Harris. We recap in this episode podcast the pilot called Hello Space Boy and last night's episode Unwashed and Somewhat Slightly Dazed. This episode was done in partnership with and sponsored by Showtime. Make sure you tune in to The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is now streaming on Showtime. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And you ever feel like you just have one of those days where you just can't describe like what's happening to you? And if you told the story, maybe nobody will believe you. It's like the universe just has this other plan for your life, right? And you can't, you can't see, it's kind of like tunnel vision from it. You can't see where it's going yet. Um, and, and you know, it might be like an occasional alien. Basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get ready to get your watch list ready because Showtime has a new show, you guys. It is called The um, the Man Who Fell to Earth. And let me tell you guys something. You are not prepared for this. There are so many cool twists and turns. It's going to be so cool. Me and Jamie. Jamie, how you doing? We're back. We're going to give you guys a cool breakdown of this show. Going to do all the venting, all the ranting that you guys love to hear from us because this is just so many layers and so cool. Um, Jamie, how you doing, first of all? And oh, doing good to you as always. Always a pleasure to speak with you. I cannot wait for us to dive into this show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to just see like futuristic sci-fi black representation on mm-hmm. screen. So we're Absolutely. getting that. And um, this show's phenomenal. Also, by the way, like when I've been tweeting about it on um, social, like people have been psyched about it and they're like, I got to see this show. Like even before, you know, the show's premiered last Sunday. People were like, I got to see this <laughs> based on the trailer alone. So yeah, yeah we're going to dive into all of that. Yeah. So Sunday, April 24th, which by the way, was my birthday. Just saying. Oh, cool birthday present. A little future <laughs> birthday present. 
yeah, you know, celebrated my birthday, watching The Man Who Fell to Earth. Now, it's a series that's based on the Walter Tevis novel of the same name about an alien who crashes into the oil fields of Mexico, and he requires the help of a young woman by the name of Justin Falls, who's played by Naomi Harris. This alien is played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, and uh, Falls is a scientist who has to basically, she's, I don't know, like, one of the things about Falls' character, Justin Falls, Naomi Harris, her character is someone who we still haven't really quite figured out, you know, what what's going on with her past and even what's happening in the present. But at one point, you know, she was a scientist and she has these skills that the alien, also known as Faraday in this uh, story, he needs her skills to help save his planet because his planet right now is going through a drought. They need water. <laughs> and Justin Falls is the only one that can help them. Um, so first of all, like going into the first episode, which is called Hello Space Boy. And fun fact, by the way, guys, the man who fell to earth is also a film of the same name that came out back in 1976, starring David Bowie. David Bowie was Chiwetel Ejiofor's character. So each of these episodes, you'll notice as the weeks progress, is an actual David Bowie song. So Hello Space Boy is a hey, song from, we go. yeah, back in the 90s uh, that David Bowie did. It's real weird, though. I haven't seen the whole movie, but the clips, it's, it's kind of cool to see, like, the difference in the years and them redoing it and everything. It's, it's pretty interesting. I got to go back and watch the original one with David Bowie. Yeah, I, I I have not had a chance to to watch the original film either, but I do want to see that as this show plays out and just sort of kind of like do some comparing and contrasting. But for now, this is all about the new Showtime series. And um, I just wanted to add that tidbit that Hello Space Boy is also a David Bowie song. And that's the name of our very first episode. So let's talk about that opening episode, because I know, Ryan, you had some... You, you were concerned about the TED Talk or you had some questions about that, like the yeah. opening, because that was that was very intriguing for me. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, I, I, well, I love the I love the the aspect of the TED Talk, how it started, because I'm thinking like I love how there's like this this just a uh, position almost of like two worlds. Right. Because he comes out at this very like TED Talk business guy, um, you know, about business, like he's going to sell something like a salesman. Right. And then you go to the scene. He's like, okay, I need to take you back, though, to my origin story. And then you get this, like, flashes of lights. And it's like he's coming from the earth. He describes Lazarus. And it's a little bit scary. I'm a little bit scared. But I'm also, I can't look away because I need to know, like, you know, what's going down, what's happening. Um, but, yeah, it's just so much to take in, like, this, like, five-minute opening that there's just so much for you to look at where it's like the background the scenery what he's saying about being an immigrant um and it's just it's it's like you know it's a delight for the senses because so much you're looking at so much you're taking on and it's like a it's a brain teaser at the same time so I love when a show opens like that because you're like you you know already know you're going to the end because you have to be able to put these pieces together and, and figure out why this man is such a mystery. Like what's going on? You know, why does his eyes look like this? What is he trying to get us to, to realize, you know, about being human? So yeah, I thought I thought it was so interesting. But what about you? That's what I mentioned is because I immediately was thinking of Men in Black and also hmm. Thriller. Yep. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, Men in Black meets Thriller. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. because the way he blinks was mm-hmm, the way that mm-hmm. alien blinked with the side, you know, eyelids, and um, of course the way the coloring looks on the eyes look like yeah. Michael Jackson's Thriller. So yeah, that's yeah, what I thought yeah. of when I immediately saw the eyes, which are very intriguing. Um, yeah, you know, I really loved that metaphor during the opening speech that we got from Chiwetel Ejiofor's um, character, which by the way, Chiwetel drops his very wonderful English accent for this movie or for this series. Right. So well, um, well, well. <laughs> um, but I, I really love the opening monologue talking about being an immigrant and a refugee. And that's so relevant to literally what is happening. And he, it's and being a refugee under a threat an imminent danger, which hello, that's happening right now with Ukraine and Russia. So um, I just kind of thought that that was a very interesting, uh, first of all, opening to have to set the premise of the show and to just think of those metaphors, how even though this is based in science fiction, that this is a very much a fantastical show by every stretch, but then there's some real themes happening here that's rooted in reality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then one of the other things that was very poignant for me was his very first scene with law enforcement. And I don't, I don't know if this was intentional or not by the, the writers uh, of, of the episode, but Faraday's very first interaction with the police, he's naked. Now he's an alien. Okay. (laughs) He's in human skin but he's in black human skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the police, like he's obviously unarmed because he's naked, right? He's not hiding any weapons on him. And the police still elected to be aggressive towards him, you know, by tasing him. And I'm like, what, what are you tasing him for? He's because he's sitting there, you know, with the hose and just like consuming water because he's, his planet is having a drought right now. Water is, you know, pretty much you know non-existent so he is just drinking water constantly to sustain life and that somehow is translated as a threat and the cops tase him like so I just thought that that was interesting you know how even in sci-fi even in (laughs) an alien moment police still don't know how to treat black folks <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what I thought was interesting too, like as you kind of break it down, you know, with the water hose, with you know, he was trying to obviously he was kind of like just mimicking as he learns how to speak and what things mean. He just mimics like one word or he's trying to figure things out. And it was like showing how different he is, still being in black skin now, different and how different this world is, and he doesn't understand. And it just really shows that difference of if they don't understand that fear that comes to them right away. And they're like, okay, I got to disarm the situation and not in the best night, not even close to the best way possible that this can happen. Because obviously something's wrong. Like if somebody has a water hose, like all the way down as deep as it was, like, you know, I don't see him pulling out a gun or anything. Right. Like he's just drinking water. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, obviously the situation a little weird, but it's like how you respond. And it's just like this scene is really showing the problem you know what I mean as opposed to like you have some other shows and just like okay well we want to bring back to this forefront you know of of you know what black men are facing what the black community is facing it gives you a whole different life because this guy's an alien right he's still in black skin he has no idea what's happening 
right. you know, what's going on. And it's a different, it gives you that very huge difference. And I just love that different spotlight, like a whole new way of, of looking at it that people get to see if they don't, you know, if you didn't understand it before, here's a different reference. Right. And I mean, it's just something I noticed. Obviously, it, that moment wasn't addressed. It wasn't discussed in any mm-hmm. scenes afterwards. So I think it's just a tiny detail that I thought was very poignant and uh, and accurate, unfortunately. Right. So uh, what did you think about Faraday's speech pattern? What, what's your take on that? How he talks, his vernacular? Um. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan for, for several reasons, but I understand. It's like, you understand why the character has to be like this because you're thinking about, okay, this is an alien, right? He has his own language. He's from a different world. You know, he's not from earth. They have a different mm-hmm. way to communicate, but it's just, I don't, I, weird is not the right word. It's just, um, I don't know. I guess you're worried about what it symbolizes because you're like, there's so many ways you can interpret it. Maybe I'll say it like that. It's just so many different, um, and so it makes you a little bit, it lo- makes you a little bit nervous, even though you know where they're going, and you can tell mm-hmm. as you as you go along with the episode. I like the progression of the intelligence of this of this character that um, you're hoping is what is really being pulled from it. But again, I go back. You know, you understand why this character has to evolve like this because of the conditions where he came from. You know, where you know he doesn't understand what's going on. He's trying to interpret everything. Like when he, when they throw in the cuss words and everything, you know, it does add like a comedic level to it because it's, it's showing the way we communicate as humans. And does he understand it? Does it make a whole bunch of sense? What we say sometimes Mm. um, that he's having to communicate. So, um, but what about you? Did you, were you, were you a fan of it? Um, it it felt a little cliche. Like there wasn't anything extraordinary about his speech pattern where I'm like, oh, this is different. This isn't Mm -hmm. something I've seen. Uh, depicted before in alien, you know, sci-fi, fantasy movies or TV shows. So it it it, it felt very familiar. But mm-hmm. I did like his deadpan responses, you know, <laughs> with his speech. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about more of that in, uh, for uh, episode two, because we get a lot more of that in episode two. But um, I think for this, you know, for the pilot episode, it, there's moments where it really works. Like when, when he has those moments where he interacts with people and he does, you know, he just blurts out something just at random. Um, and it does come across funny, in my opinion, you know, at, at most times um, mm-hmm. it does work. But I, you brought up in a very interesting perspective of just like, you know, how you, what, how you thought the speech pattern was. I just, I never thought about it like that. So. Yeah, and I just, and I don't know, and maybe it's too deep, because it's like, you don't always want to take it back to that, because, you know, it's sci-fi, it's loose, you know, he's, ha- he's, it's fun in a sense where, but it's also like, when you see him interacting with police, though, right, or, right. or other people, and it's just like, he's, and you, and um, the scene, well, I know we'll probably get to it more in detail, but you know, when he's at the bar, and she's like, he's on a spectrum, because of some of the stuff, like, you know, bringing it yeah. to what he's saying, yeah. And it's just, and it's, it's, you have to be careful the line you're walking because it's like, okay, I want people to understand this about this character is shining a light on it. But there are other people, um, you know, that are like, you know, maybe take it too far when it's like, when it's supposed to be funny and it's actually supposed to prove a point. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a cool balance because I, I, you know, there are definitely comedic moments in it. And I love, and it's, it's, go ahead. Uh, but that's interesting that you brought up that, you know, he's on the spectrum. Because like back in the day when we saw movies like this where, 
aliens or, you know, people that were humanoids, androids, whatever, and they'd have these kind of speech patterns. And when people would interact with them, they would immediately be dismissive or feel threatened, or they would have a very strong visceral reaction to them because they were speaking different, right? Alien-like, you know, air quotes, as I say, alien-like. But today, because we are more aware of, uh, you know, mental illnesses and disorders of people that are on the spectrum and that there are people, in fact, that do speak this way, I just really like the fact that the characters, the supporting characters around Faraday really embrace him. They don't see him as alien-like. They don't see him as, you know, sort of this oddity, but they're more empathetic. And that's something I don't think I've seen before in a sci-fi narrative is like the, because I mean, he does look human, right? Of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. But you know, there are aspects to, there are idiosyncrasies to his behavior and to, you know, his approach to, you know, just everyday life and, and, and just who he is that makes people wonder, okay, you know, what's wrong with this guy? I mean, 10 or 15, 20 years ago, people would say he's crazy. Right. But now people are a little bit more sympathetic and um, I don't know. I just, I, I really, there's something that's endearing about that, that I've, I just haven't quite seen before in, in a sci-fi show. So I'm glad you brought that up about him being on the spectrum because that was something that was also very interesting um, to me. Yeah, because he's I, I, and I love how and I know we'll get to um, to uh, Justin Falls like role, um, you know relation to Faraday and how she's kind of helping him along. But I love how she kind of comes as defense, even though she 99% of the time is like totally confused and like what is happening. Right. And she's always got like his back, like no matter what, like she, you know, she comes up with that, you know, just so they understand and they back off a little bit because you know what happens, you know, when they're, when it's so different, you know, people sometimes you're like, even though they, like you said, the people around him are definitely embracing him and, um, you know, and take it in a stride, but sometimes people don't like different and they don't understand it. And they're like, first thing is to go like to the extreme measures. So I just love that that relationship that they have that I know we'll kind of dive in as we continue. But yeah, I, th- I thought it's it really interesting them on screen. It's, it's, um, it's like a lot of fun to watch. It also like you can't look away at some moments where you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So yeah, it's, it's really cool. Justin, I'm still figuring her out. So I haven't quite, and I'm sure there's a lot of subtext that's happening right now that mm. we don't know that will be revealed in later episodes but I can't figure out why she's so drawn to him at the start of all of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's, you know, he's very jarring to me, <laughs> like <laughs> me personally, you know, some random guy who claims to know who I am that wants me to help <laughs> save his planet. <laughs> you know, I, I would be a little, a little scared. I, I don't know went back and help with the money though. Cause it was money coming out at one time though, when she went back. That's so. true. That's true. I mean, but I don't even know for money. I just don't know <laughs> because I'd be, I would be suspicious. Like, is this yeah, guy yeah. pulling a scam on me or something like that? So, the fact that Justin is so drawn to him immediately, even though she is skeptical, even though she does have her guard up, but she still is is there to assist in some aspects. Um, I'm curious to know why. And I think yeah. uh, I think we'll probably find out in later episodes, but I, I, I haven't quite figured that out from just 
gauging this this first episode. Um, by the way, uh, props to the writers for not giving us like uh, an expository dump of information in episode one. You know yeah. how they do that with you know, with right. and they just like dump it all on us, and you're just like, it's oh gosh. Yeah, you're like on the fifth planet of this day. Yeah. Over to, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a lot of science. Yeah. 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 Move the plot forward. So I, I appreciate the, um, you know, dialing the exposition back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Justin is taking care of her family. She's got a daughter. She's got a father who's elderly. Um, I really am intrigued by this sort of subplot of her dealing with having to purchase prescription drugs or just purchase drugs because they're not prescription because she's, you know, I guess purchasing them illegally, but she has to because, you know, they don't have any, any coverage. Um, But what is your thoughts about all of that that's going on with Justin's family and, and just all of these challenges that she's going through outside of dealing with Faraday and his own issues yeah I just by the way shout out to Naomi Harris I don't think she gets the props that she deserves like she she she's out here like I'm talking moonlight 007 back to venom like she does a thing 28 days later right 28 days later like she just brings it like the, the body emotes the face everything you get all of it when you get Naomi and yeah she's she's and then in this role again that's because we have so many questions because of how well she's playing um, Justin Falls. Like, you don't know, like, I'm confused on whether she's just one of those people that just has to help everybody. Like, she can't walk away yeah. because of her situation where it's like she can't leave somebody in that need like that because she knows on a day to day, it's like she's just struggling to make ends meet. She's struggling to just, you know, keep her head up above water, you know, to just, you know, to just get to like the end of the day. She has her daughter, she has her dad. Um, you know, having to be that breadwinner, having to be that lead in the family and everything that means to her, that weight on her. And, you know, it seems like she has just like a scumbag of a boss wherever she's working, you know, and it's just, I don't know, I just feel for her. And it's just that weight of like, you know, um, and you know, that, that the narrative they always say about how black women take on so much. And, mm-hmm. you know, when do they ask for help? And she is the she is the essential at that in the beginning. Like, I can't wait to see if this unfolds as the season goes. And, you know, she gets a little bit of help from Faraday. Like, things start to improve in her life because of him. And she doesn't, you know, right now she's kind of like, you know, having to save him. And right now you're like, oh, my God, are they adding more to this, to her plate? Then, you know, that she can handle Is she going to break? And, you know, and then it's like, well, who's who in the team is like going to be able to steer the ship? And, um, but you know, she's holding it together so far. And it's just like, you just feel for her. It's just like, cause you're just thinking what it must feel like to have to be in her situation where it's like, this is the job you have right now. You know, this is the area you're living in your dad, you know, where her dad is going through. Right. Um, and, and then you get an alien, you know, if you're not having enough that day, <laughs> let me just bring in this alien, you know, cause just cause, you it's know, but it's like, yeah, right. And it's, but it's, it's, but it's just so cool at the same time, because you like, you know, it's something else. Like you keep, like you're saying, Jamie, there's something else that we don't know about her because it's like, is it really random? It feels random, but is it random that you, you know, he has Justin Falls name when he goes to the police department you know, that there's something like there's something there's got to be something else universal cosmic drawing her to him, I feel, Ooh. because it's got to be something else. Yeah. And maybe there's something that's not tapped into her subconscious. Mm, it's yeah. like an unlocked memory of Faraday. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah, that that that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I, I just love Justin. She she reminds me of my mom, just like a just a strong black woman, single parent, completely independent. Uh, you know, do what you got to do to take care of your kids, to take care of uh, those around you that can't take care of themselves. Um, I absolutely love Justin, and I feel like all of us in some ways or another have a Justin in our lives. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how her character pans out for real. She's, she's actually my favorite character so far. Yeah. And she can fight. So I like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. Cause he's going to, he's going to need a bodyguard. Cause you know, Faraday, she's doing, he just be like, just walking off. And I'd be like, sir, sir, please. You can't just be walking off random places. And then he was killing me with the money dropping out. I was like, Oh Lord. I was just like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know about the second episode y'all. Cause he was just, he was just wandering over places. And I was just like, you know, just, just calm down. So I'm glad she can fight because he gonna need it. Cause he just be like randomly walking places. And I'll be like, sir, you gonna need to get some plots and skills or something. If you just gonna randomly walk up to people and just say whatever, you know, like he was, he was scaring me. He, I'm just, I'm just glad <laughs> that he, that Justin found him. Cause I'm just like, he dude is just walking around. I'm like, come on now. Don't, don't get Faraday hip to Bitcoin. That's all I'm saying. I just oh, feel mm-hmm. like there's gonna mm-hmm. be. And the NFTs, Ooh, and the NFTs, just, let's let's keep them away from that because it's it's going to be massive. Yeah, um, yeah, you got to watch them. So episode two is called "Unwashed and Somewhat Slightly Dazed," another David Bowie song. So in episode two, which one of my favorite actors, I love this guy. We get introduced to Jimmy Simpson's character who works for the CIA Mm -hmm. and he is tracking down this man who has some information. Um, Jimmy Simpson's character is called Spencer. By the way, side note, this has nothing to do with man who fell to earth. Uh, If you guys, uh, I love Jimmy Simpson. He's just so great. So there's an old movie, which is one of my favorite movies that he's in called Loser with Jason Biggs. If you've never seen it, go watch that movie. Jimmy Simpson, peak Jimmy Simpson. Just throwing that out there. Um, And he's kind of a little bit of a douchebag, which he's so good at those roles too. He's kind of a douchebag. So um, there's this scene where he's in a restaurant with the wonderful, great Kate Mulgrew. By the way, she plays Drew. uh, And he's ordering meals. And he's purposefully asking for a lemon with his seltzer water. Then the waitress comes back with the lemon with the seltzer water. And then he's like, I said lime. And she comes back with the lime and he's like, I said lemon. Like, <laughs> so he's playing these mind games. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what the hell is that all about? Like what's going on with the, the mind trickery that is happening in that moment? What, do you have any speculation on what that's all about? I mean, I was, I was just mostly wondering if she put something in the food because I would have been pissed. <laughs> like he literally, he literally just sent her back like five, like three or four times. And I'm like, dude, and then she, and he was like, well, do you know the difference between a lemon and a lime? So I was like, sir, sir, please. Nobody asked for this. No, no, no. But yeah, he, he was being real good at being a douche, but it's, you know, I don't know. I think he's just like, you know, if, he, if you had that like government, that CIA sort of feel, you just kind of like, it's like an always a mind game. I always feel. 
because they're always yeah. like trying to get information trying to fill out you know the the scenery when you're talking sci-fi you know they always like know 10 10 things that you don't know already that they've been investigating in the government and they've been off the grid being sketched like so he's he's fitting like all the all the numbers and every all the all the serial you know not stereotype necessarily but the structure of like he's a this like government hidden you know situation that maybe they know a little bit about this these other species that they're not letting on yet um and he's there for it because he's ready to play those mind games so i guess that kind of person is is going to fit into this world when him and like if him and like faraday oh god that scene but (laughs) i'm just like you know we get that if that's a moment if we get that but i i you know it's 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 it's, i think he's just i'm gonna go with interesting because i don't quite know and i think he fits like this that cia world i don't quite know yet Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't seem like he's that trustworthy. He definitely seems like he could potentially be like a double agent type of character mm-hmm. to me. And um, knowing the kind of roles Jimmy Simpson plays, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was an interaction that was fun. And then another cool interaction was when Faraday meets with Thomas in the woods. Um, and I just really liked the way that scene was shot. I love the jump cuts. I loved the like the wonky cinematography that was happening. And Thomas is a very interesting character. So I guess Thomas is someone that is of uh, Faraday's world. And he's, I guess, assigned. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out as we as we go along here. But it seems to me that he's been... Um, assigned to give instructions on the mission am I getting that right or yeah that's what I was picking up and like he did something that Faraday is not quite sure like maybe Faraday got something else when he was going to meet up with him or he wasn't expecting to meet him just yet and so maybe the plans went maybe the plans went a little left like something's Mm -hmm. going on with Thomas where it's like he's he's kind of the you know puppet master maybe so to speak right now because we don't really know a lot about him he's kind of giving us answers but he's not and like you said, that scene with the way it's shot, um, it's kind of like, what's, what's the word? It's, it's kind of this, um, uh, it, it's, it, it kind of throws you off a little bit. It's kind of sometimes in a way kind of hard to look at um, where, it's, where it's like, it's very much like a mind game. It makes, it's kind of like this like sick feeling a little bit kind of looking at the screen, like what is this guy doing? Oh, like, like the vertigo effect? Yeah, 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 of- yeah. That's what I was trying to think mm-hmm. of, yeah where it's like, where you're kind of trying to figure out, it's like a lot of things going on. And you're like, is this guy for real? You know, cause he goes from like a serious and he laughs a little bit and it's like- a, Yeah, yes, and those weird yeah. jump cuts and you mm-hmm. almost feel like you're in a dreamlike state during that yeah. whole scene. And there's a really funny moment where he sits down and he's like, lesson one, don't smoke. Or if you get a lighter <laughs> like this one, they'll know you really mean it. Right, <laughs> Where exactly. it shows like that old school lighter with mm-hmm. the square shape. Um, so he's, he's also kind of, you know, he got a little bit of a sense of humor as well. Um, but again, another character that I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what, what are the layers there? There's a lot of subtext also happening, uh, with Thomas. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Thomas is definitely going to be interesting. He got the cane. He got the, you go, got the little swag of like somebody that's very <laughs> got the little swag. Yeah. The little <laughs> swag there. So yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. I, I feel like it's going to be real interesting. I love when they introduce a character like that 
um, that you feel like you're, you don't know if you're going to hate them yet, but it's like, it's real close, but you know, they're yeah. pulling the strings, so you can't really get rid of them. You know, you mm-hmm. know, he's going to be there because he's, he's doing something. Um, right. Because they can't have all the answers, right? Because they don't go down like that in the sci-fi world. You know, no. you, got, you got other people behind the scenes. So yeah, he, it's going to be cool. I love that. Their character is very interesting. Yeah, he he is interesting. So I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of him in future episodes. So yeah, Faraday is just like, you know, trying to figure out how he's going to achieve this mission. Uh, Thomas tells him Justin Falls, that is who you need to connect with in order to, you know, move forward with this. So Faraday goes back to, you know, working with uh, or trying to connect rather with uh, Justin. And then um, in the meantime, Faraday has an interaction with a young woman who works at the restaurant um, where um, also where Justin's at. And he tells the young woman, (laughs) this was also a really this is one of the scenes that we kind of talked about with the episode one, where it comes to his interaction with people yeah, and how they respond to him. So he tells the young woman that she's emitting electrons. And, you know, for me, if somebody told me I'm emitting electrons, I would run in the opposite direction immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But she was still there and she felt compelled to want to help him and, you know, it wasn't until he crossed the line, you know, talking about her being pregnant and then that her baby's life was in danger and all this stuff. She was like, okay, I'm out of here with this. But yeah, what do you think about, you know, just how Faraday is trying to navigate in the world and and have these conversations with people and and just trying to connect with people? Because obviously he doesn't have ill intentions. Yeah. I think, yeah, he definitely, he definitely scared her. And I can't believe she, I'm like you. I can't believe she stayed as long as she did uh, because he was just like reading her whole life story like in like a couple minutes. And I would have been like, <laughs> what did he just say I'm admitting? Like what's happening right now? Yeah, I would have had to go. I would have been like, yeah, I'm a, I tried to call you Uber, but I think I'm gonna like go and do it from inside. So yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like I think I'm gonna go back, but yeah, he's, and I like that, like that interaction. And then the one where um, he talks, uh, he, he kind of communicates with the horse. And oh, it's like mm-hmm. the horse, that horse has that moment. Like, first of all, why are they even using the horses for paintball like targets anyway? Is a is a thing <laughs> anyway. But he's like, you know, I like how he flips the script. And Justin is looking at him like, wait, what did you just do to that horse? When it's like the horse gonna be able to get his payback now for getting these paintballs shot at him. Um, but I just I, I don't know. I think those interactions are so cool. Um, you know, one of the cool things about sci-fi is that you can manipulate, you know, these powers and the things that people can do with them that everybody else, all the other characters are not hip to yet. So they can mm-hmm. kind of like, when you have that main character, you kind of navigate this world, right? And, you know, you transform a tree into this and they're like, what's happening? And you're understanding different things in this world that the audience knows and this main character knows, but all the other characters have to figure it out. And it's like, they can kind of, it's kind of like he can kind of make the world, you know, as it should be, right? Like things, things that, um, um, humans see a certain way and he's like well why are they looking at it like this you know like I don't understand why we have to go through this like I have a point I need to get to I need y'all to focus um, you know all this other side stuff is distraction so I, I love that and let's go back to your point too he's very blunt in what he thinks yes um yes. so and he's gonna read a whole lot of people and I think it's gonna be really interesting like as their journey goes um, because he doesn't have that filter yet you know he's not your typical like right. oh let me fill this room out 
you know, he's, he's ready to go. Yeah. I think it'll be fun to see over time how he acclimates to humanity, how he takes on human emotions, human vernacular, human reactions, expressions. Cause yeah, like you said, right now he has no filter. Uh, but it's so funny again, because there's those deadpan moments, like the moment where he gets arrested at the airport and the, you know, like he's drinking all of this water. Well, he had drank all of this water in the previous scene. And then he vomits all of this water, like a huge pool of water. And the police are like freaking out. But then uh, Justin is there at the police station. And when the officer speaks to her, he's like, yeah, he drinks water like a camel. And then Faraday gives a deadpan stare and says, I have four stomachs. That was just so funny. That was just so funny the way he looked, you know, he looked into sort of kind of almost looked into the camera and then just said that with like just no emotion. Yeah. Um, because you know, he again he's he's still he's still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely thirsty. They need to get him like one of them hats or like the little backpack they got now where you put the water in it and just like carry around and be sick. Cause he's just like he's struggling to get this water. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just so weird and likable at the same time. That yep, yep, yep. I I I completely agree. We got the men in black, right? We got the thriller. And, and he's likable, but a little weird. You know, it's got to be a little weird in there. Yeah, a little weird, which is okay because all of us are a little weird. Right, right. I mean, you know, yeah. what is normal, you guys? That's a whole nother podcast. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I just gotta throw it out there. But again, it's just, it's just a, a fantastical sci-fi series and, and, and episodes that we're seeing here, but it's rooted in reality there's some real moments happening and that to me is what makes interesting television was there a moment in this episode that you really enjoyed or you had questions about or that you know sort of took you by surprise um I'm I'm very well obviously the big one I think throughout for me it's just going to constantly be like I'm just so curious in Faraday and Justin's um interaction you know Mm -hmm. and, and what's their connection um and uh, I'm trying to, I love the, the moment because I'm thinking, hopefully I'm not confusing this with episode one because um, they give mm-hmm. you like so much impact in this. But the moment with the with um, her daughter, I thought was interesting. Them in the backseat um, where it's like you get to see him through like a little, a little girl's eyes. Like she's kind of picking on him a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, that was, I, that was an episode two. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. What about you? What, what were some of your uh, standout moments? I think I actually liked that scene and, but the one I was telling you before where he says, I have four stomachs. I, I just, thought, <laughs> I just, the, those moments of him, just, he's being very honest and, you know, very um, frank with his, with explaining what's happening to him. But for us, we're like that. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, but somehow it's comical at the same right, time. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I absolutely love that scene, and um, I just I think Faraday is going to be very interesting. Also, the scene where they're in the car in the truck, and uh, he wanted to listen to music. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because it was talk radio on the radio station, and he, he wanted to listen to music. So. 
I hope that they'll have a moment in the show where there's like a specific song that he just loves. Maybe it'll be a David Bowie song. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there will be a song that just resonates with him and that that's Mm -hmm. his like, you know, his his He needs like a calming song. I feel like he gets real intense sometimes. So maybe they'll find that good David Bowie song and get some like chill, kind of mellow. Cause he's like, you know, when he has those weird spikes and you're like, oh boy, where's he going now? What's happening now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, he don't need to be doing that in the car. You know, like it's sometimes get a little extra in the car. He did fall asleep in the car one time. So I think that was like Justin's like moment of peace. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, in the um, well, that was episode one. So, but yeah, so, you know, we, we got to get him a good song. He'll get, I feel like he'll get one uh, eventually coming up here. He keeps playing with our radio. So he's got to find something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the special effects on the show too. Shout out to the special effects. They're, yep, yep. they're, they're, they're pretty good. And, um, I know that's not easy. I mean, we've seen some shows, Ryan, yes. in this genre yep. where the special effects are like, oh, okay. What was yeah. the budget on this production? Right, seriously. That budget um, ain't quite there. Yep. Yeah. But this one, I I'm, I'm really impressed. And again, like, uh, the cinematography, like that wonky, cinematography that we saw in the scene with Thomas and Faraday I I just really liked that it just kind of gave this surreal yeah like you said that kind of vertigo kind of experience uh seeing that and then the jump cuts were very well done it it makes you really curious about it almost felt like otherworldly seeing that scene um so I, I I just like the way they they do some of the um the production does some of the cinematography and in, in various scenes and and again those special effects um like with the whole uh twister that happened twister I sound like such a boomer using that term <laughs> but, but you know that moment well you know where um Faraday is kind of caught up in that uh it just it, it really looked good really looked good yeah, well, um, I'm here for the close-ups on, on Chiwetel's, like, face. Anytime we get a close-up, it's real cool. Like, the way they do it, like, you talk about the four stomachs moment, like, whenever <laughs> it's just zeroed in on him, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's hilarious. It's always, like, some kind of weird face, the eyes, something is, like, you're going to get in that frame. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I love the angles and the effects they're using. They're, like, using it right. You know, it's not, like, overkill. It's at the right moment. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. So um, the scene ends uh, with Josiah's character, Clark Peters. By the way, shout out to Clark Peters. We recently interviewed him on Black Girl Nerds. So go on blackgirlnerds.com and check out his interview. Uh, but uh, Clark Peters, he plays Josiah, who is Justin's father. And he's the father that's elderly. Um, you know, he's sick. He needs medication in order to you know, to keep him alive. And and this is the medication that Justin is purchasing uh, illegally uh, because they don't have insurance. And um, it turns out that Josiah is going to be slowing them down, you know, on this mission to help Faraday because of his ailing health. And Faraday decides, you know what, I'm going to fix that. (laughs) Yep. Faraday decides he is going to and I, we don't quite know exactly what this is because keep in mind, guys, like we're two episodes in. I, and again, I love this. We don't get a huge dump of exposition. So there's a lot of mystery behind what's happening here. But um, 
Faraday gives this transfer of energy to Josiah and Josiah is basically his, you know, young self. He still looks the same. He still has, you know, gray hair and wrinkles and all of that, but he has enough energy to sustain him to be a part of this mission. Cause otherwise he would have slowed Justin down and Faraday doesn't want that. So apparently Faraday has this power where he can transfer his energy to other people, which I need that. Seriously, Give me some though, of that like, energy. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you lose that like five hour energy shoes, you know, you can yeah, do it. You know Faraday, good to go. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, I really like that scene. And plus you like your heart is you like heart, you know, sh- again, like you said, shout out to Clark Peters. Um, but yeah, just like for Josiah, like your heart is like breaking. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with this right now. And the fact that she's trying to like figure it, figure out Faraday and where he's going and she's trying to help on this mission, but her dad. So it, you know, it gives you that little bit of like that little spark of hope um, at the end. You know how sci-fi can do that so well because they can play with powers. They can play with the supernatural. Um, so certain rules don't apply anymore and I think that I always that's what I love about like the sci-fi genre um, and you know what I was saying before just um, Faraday he can now he's now playing in this world and people still really don't understand and it's a lot you know and it's a lot of fun for us to watch and it's that cool mystery of like what exactly can he do what is he doing you know what is then you know what is his end goal does it keep changing you know what does he know about their family you know that he's not maybe not letting on but it's just, I don't know, it's just real cool to see him just kind of take that, he has that power in those moments. And it's so cool to see their reaction and like how it could, you know, help this family that's been like, you know, so much on their shoulders, you know, health issues, you know, um, finances, all that kind of stuff. And to kind of see fair, they kind of give something to back because we know Justin been, Justin been, you know, guy and them stepping up when she could just left him hanging. So it's good to see that equal balance in their relationship and like how that's going to play out as the, as the season unfolds. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I forgot to mention in episode one, uh, shout out to Martha Plimpton. I'm also a fan of hers. She mm. is the cop, the skeptic cop that <laughs> interacts with Faraday after yeah. he's arrested, after he's tased and arrested tased, by the cops. Exactly. Tased. Jesus. Tased. Yeah. A naked man tased for no reason. Um, shout out to her I just uh, I love the the skepticism mm-hmm. the like the WTF expression yep, um, absolutely. from her and, and all of that I, I hope we see more Martha Plimpton in this series just please throwing please. that out there I hope, he, I hope she helps them out like because we know like Justin can only do so much so just in case Faraday goes too far we hope that we hope like she'll come back and help them out just in case they need it she'll remember wow uh, this is great. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up, but is there any final thoughts? What What do you look forward to for episode three that's going to be coming up? Like, what What are your theories? What What's your, what's your mean, fan theory so far? <laughs> mostly just trying to figure out where Faraday's going to get his water from next. You know, that's a constant. Yeah. You know, you got to keep that. You know, you got to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, people. Um, but you know, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool, um, uh, for Faraday here. Like I, I want to see like, you know, and they give us like little glimpses of he had a family. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious about that a little bit too. Um, you know, more about, you know, his people, his kind, his species coming in, like, you know, what they really think about humans. Cause it's coming out slowly. You know, what does he know about like our world that's going down that he can't, you know, he can't quite tell yet. Maybe Justin has to like put in some of the pieces with him and he can't really reveal everything. 
So, um, and I love that they're going on like this, like, I love like the whole like journey sense that they're on right now and what clues they might find and how far the rabbit hole they're going to go down. Um, you know, what, ha- what, you know, where Justin gets to go. Cause I feel like, you know, even though she's dealing with so much, I feel like this is like a breath of fresh air in a sense of like, it's going to take her out of this, this kind of downtrodden zone she's in. So I can't wait to see like what she adds. And, you know, she's like, you know, we get this feeling of she's a scientist. So what, mm-hmm. you know, what is she, you know, what, how was she a part of this? Did she create something? And she was like, no, I got to step back. Did something go left? Um, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm just really interested in, you know, love the, the cast, the cast is killing it. They cast a lot, everybody like perfectly. This is a great cast. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can't wait. What about you? Like any, what, what are your, you got any theories? Are you just kind of along for the ride? Well, you kind of touched on it and I, I think you're onto something. I think there's going to be a betrayal happening between Drew and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think Spencer might be playing both sides here. I think maybe Drew might have him like might be setting him up. Yeah. And you know, that something is actually, she's got a bigger plan. Like they, you know, they, they, sort of put it out there that they've been friends and yeah, you know, that, that may be true, but Hey, (laughs) when there are larger influences at, at, Mm -hmm. you know, at work here, uh, whether that's money or power, uh, friendships become betrayals really, really quick. So I don't know. I feel like Drew might have something up her sleeve and is not who she presents herself to be. And um, that Spencer might be falling into a trap. That's my guess. Um, and I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm throwing that theory out there. Uh, and then for episode three, I'm also really curious to see, like, what are we going to see? How are we going to see these new powers that uh, Josiah has? How are we going to see that manifest? Are they going to wear off over time? Is he going to get stronger? Are there other powers that Faraday has that we don't know about yet? Because that was something cool. Like, okay, you can just give people energy. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, is there are there other powers that he has that we'll we'll learn about that you know he's going to use to help them on their journey? Um, I'm I'm curious about where that will play out in episode three. So that that should be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's like you said, it's going to be a lot of like, I think it's going to be, like you said, a lot of betrayal, um, a lot of hidden, um, hidden things we don't know. Um, yeah. And it just his powers are going to take us on like just a trip in itself. Um, I yeah. Think and maybe Thomas might even be like, is this Thomas to be trusted? I don't know. Dude, you know, there I am, you go. Yeah. There you I, go. Shoot. Yeah. Like everybody, I feel like everybody just has that, like, like, you know, that mystery to them, not necessarily a dark mystery for some characters, but it's right. that mystery there that, you know, you got to love about this genre. That's so cool. And to be able to, like you, and you mentioned at the top, to be able to see these black actors in this is going to be phenomenal. Like I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shout out to, again, Chiwetel, Naomi, mm-hmm. Clark, like yep. you know, killing it right now. I love it. I love seeing them in leading roles and uh, it's, I, I, I can't wait. And Shout out to Naomi Harris again, because like, she's just killing it in the genre game. She's just, she's yeah. just killing it. Like between that and like Venom recently. And the first movie I ever saw her in was 28 days later. Like she just yeah. does genre yep. 
film and TV like no other. So, um, or film. Uh, so I, I absolutely love her. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is going to be great. I think this is going to, you know, like sometimes you feel like you just see those, those, uh, certain actors hit that project and you like, Oh, now they get ready to find out, you know? Yeah. And, it, and I feel like it, I feel like it's on the, on the cusp for, for them and it, you know, not like they haven't already been doing anything, killing it in these different projects, but I think this is something different. I think, I think it's going to be real interesting. It's a time period for it. They're hitting on a lot of subjects, but they're putting a little, you know, putting that, that sci-fi, that, um, that, um, you know, superpower twist in a sense on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that always makes people, that always gives you a new lens on, on an aspect, right? That's what I love about, um, you know, that, that genre. So this is going to be cool. Yeah. I mean, you touched on it. Like it, it adds on a new lens with, you know, putting a sci-fi element on it. But at the end of the day, like, even though this is a sci-fi, you know, fantasy show, it's rooted in a lot of realistic elements and combining and synergizing the two makes for really groundbreaking television, in my opinion. And I, I, I really, um, hope and see, I hope that, you know, what we see in episodes three and on will pan out to an arc that will be satisfying because so far I'm really excited. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys got some, uh, some expectations to fill. Cause I, I really want to see, um, how this thing, uh, pans out for, for future episodes. And, uh, you know, sometimes shows have that thing where it gets, really excited and the momentum is there and then it plateaus so i'm i'm hoping that that's not the case with with this show but we shall yeah, see so first two episodes are an indication but you guys you guys better add this to your watch list because we you know we want to hear what you guys think come on now so Leah, yeah want to know let us let us know what you think by the way um at bgm podcast is the twitter handle if you've seen the man who fell to earth uh give us a comment you know tweet at us let us know And uh, we would love to hear what you have to say. Um, And thank you guys for listening in and tuning into our recaps of both episode one and two of The Man Who Fell to Earth. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some more exciting content coming to you soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, And by more content, I mean more The Man Who Fell to Earth content. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) And uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.